and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture. And the sheep of His hand, and the sheep of His hand. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow I'm John Collier, one of our elders here at Preston Crest, and I'd like to welcome you to our second service this morning. Um, thank you for choosing to worship with this morning. And uh, visitors, we're certainly pleased you are here. And whether you're here visiting family or friends or just simply looking for a new opportunity, we welcome you and we'd love to have you be a part of our family here at Preston Crest. If you would, please take out your phone real quick and uh, go ahead and check in to our service this morning, texting the word check in to the usual number each week. It's on the screen now as well. And there's also one additional screen now as you check in. It'll take you to a second screen, which will ask you to check a box whether you're on site or uh, streaming online, just to help us keep our records a little better. I hope by now you've all received in the mail this uh, 2021 A Year in Review celebration brochure that has been uh, sent out. Such a wonderful uh, summary of the good works that go on here at Preston Crest. Um, there's some on the table if you need another one or need some more or yours didn't arrive in the mail, go ahead and feel free to grab one today. Visitors, we'd love for you to grab one as well. Um, it's certainly a, a wonderful celebration of the many, many good works that go on here at Preston Crest and uh, a testament to the many hard workers that we have here within our congregation. Um, I would encourage you to look through that. And if you see a ministry that is interesting to you, then, then let's get plugged in. We'd love to have you serve in that ministry. And uh, make sure that we're all plugged into one of those good works since God has blessed us so well here at Preston Crest. These great works highlighted in this brochure are certainly made possible by your amazing generosity. Uh, last Sunday, Don Carroll did a great job highlighting our 2022 budget. And we'd like for you to fill out a purpose card for your commitment to give to the Lord this, this year. And those have moved fully online this year. And there's a couple ways to access that. One is you can go to PrestonCrest.org, and in the top right corner, there's a box that says Give. 
You can click on that, scroll down just a tad, and you'll see the purpose card section there that you can fill that out. Or if, you, if you're a big fan of church teams, then you can text the word ME to that same number you check in with each week. And then scroll down to that fourth blue bar, which will say purpose cards. And just know either way, no matter which way you fill out, those, are, uh, those do remain confidential. As we continue into our worship this morning, I'd like to read from Psalms 146 and verse 6. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for blessing us this morning with this opportunity to worship you together. I humbly thank you, Father, and pray that we all recognize that you are in our very midst this morning as we worship you together. I thank you for uh, watching over this body of believers here at Preston Crest for so many years and for blessing this congregation with so many individual champions of our good works as we reach up and reach in and reach out to serve others. And Father, I thank you for ensuring, above all, that we, we continue to worship you in spirit and in truth, according to your scriptures. Father, I pray for every member of this congregation, that each of us will find a work and a purpose to get involved in serving others, and in so doing, Father, serving you. As we as a congregation read through your word throughout this year, and help us... Help us through our daily readings, to constantly focus on you and to recognize our dependency on you. Father, I pray for those that are currently dealing with, with health issues and the loss of loved ones and other struggles that I know you are intimately familiar with. Father, I pray that you will encourage them, you will heal them, and you will provide them with your overwhelming peace. Father, I pray that you be with us now throughout this time as we worship you together. And I pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. If you would, please stand while we sing the next couple of songs. Oh, for a thousand songs to sing, my great
We'll sing, Oh, the blood, prior to our observing the Lord's Supper. Oh, the blood, crimson morning church. So my wife and I adventure took off on a new little adventure two years ago when our oldest went to college and many of you guys have gone to college and many of you guys have been parents of kids that gone to college. But then this past year we had the new adventure where she wanted to live outside the dorms. That's cool. So we get the contract for her lease, and it had a new little sign that I didn't know much about, which is she needs a guarantor. Now, of course, I'm willing to sign up for that. And frankly, you know, she's not able to pay her rent. So we knew I was going to be paying that rent anyway. So she signs the lease, but really, at the end of the day, I sign as guarantor because she couldn't pay her lease and I was willing to do that for her. Now, because you're here, you probably realize that we also have something that we can't pay, which is the cost of our sins. But fortunately, Hebrews tell us, tells us we also have a guarantor. So Jesus mediated a whole new covenant for us, but he knew we couldn't pay the cost either. So he signed up to be our guarantor. So he sits right at the right hand of God. That's, this is right. Not, and he says, yeah, I know that Mike Smith, and I know what he does. 
but that's all right. I paid that price. So as we step around the communion table, I ask you to think of your life, but also give thanksgiving and praise that you have a guarantor too. And he's paying the price already. Will you bow with me? Father God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that he knew the cost. When he was willing to step down from heaven and live a life here on earth, he knew that he would suffer a brutal death. But he loved us enough to say that, I'll do that for you. Thank you for his broken body and thank you for this time that you've given us to remember it each week. I pray that in his name, amen. If you've been following along with our uh, reading that we're doing with the congregation throughout the year, we're currently in Leviticus, and it's some pretty bloody business, this whole sacrifice thing. So I appreciate this, uh, this song that we just sang that, yeah, the blood of Jesus is our victory. So let's approach him now. Thank you, Father God, that the spotless blood of Jesus is our victory. And as we drink this fruit of the vine, help us remember the covenant that he established and the cost of our sins. In his name I pray, amen. Morning. 
Good to see you all here today. Uh, if you want to give this morning, there are several ways you can do that. One is through the website, the Give button there, or through church teams. Or you can just drop some money or a check out in the collection box. If you're visiting with us, we're just glad that you're here. And hope that you have a deeper connection with the Lord today because of our worship time. So many ministries, so many good works, so many partners uh, in Greece. There's Dino over there. He's headed back to Greece tomorrow. Uh, so many works here in our Dallas-Fort Worth mission field as well. Let's pray over those as we continue our worship. God, our ministries are acts of worship. We bring those before you. We pray that as we speak and work in your name, that your name is glorified and that your gospel goes out into all the world. I pray that you'll bless our giving here and bless all of the folks who serve and work here in this church family and those partners that we support around the world. We pray that it's all for the glory of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. We're going to go ahead and dismiss the kids to go on up to Children's Church. And if everybody would please stand, we'll sing one more song before, before Gordon gets up to, uh, to preach today. Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid. The Lord goes with you each and every day. I'm going to hit the road here in a little bit and visit my parents in southwest Missouri. And one of the songs we sang, This World's Not My Home, I noticed that's an Albert Brumley song. I did not, he's written a bunch of those hymns, but my dad was their doctor, was, the, was Brumley's doctor and his family for a while. So that's been a long time. I don't think any HIPAA rules are getting violated there. My dad hadn't been doctoring for, I don't know, it's been a long, long time. And I don't think Albert... Brumley has been around uh, for the last few decades. So this is week three of our series on the church, Belong. We've looked at the launch of the church in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. We saw these people who were redeemed who were baptized in the name of Jesus, their sins washed away, the Holy Spirit given to live in their lives, and they were put together, just put together by God in such a beautiful way to be his family, to be his church. And what a unique, in terms of how things work in this world, what a unique gathering in terms of its radical diversity 
because we saw, I mean, there were people from all over the Roman world. They spoke different languages. They, they looked different. I'm sure they dressed, dressed differently because of their different cultures. And all of a sudden, they are a family. They're a community. One of the things we saw them doing last week was they would worship together. And worship is, is so important. It's what really we were made to do. We were made in the image of God. Anything good, anything true, anything beautiful, God is the source. He's the creator of all things. And so we celebrate that when we worship. Also, we saw last week that our worship, it draws us together because the God that we praise is so much bigger than our small differences. They may not seem small until we look at his greatness, but our personalities and politics, our preferences, they mean so little when we gather in the name of Christ to worship our God. And today we're going to look at another unifying thing that God has given us. And these are gifts that he distributes to each believer, to each follower of Christ spiritual gifts that help us serve each other and help us preach the gospel in the broader world. And I want to ask you something this morning. This is a rhetorical question. It's simply, what good does a gift do if it is unwrapped? What good is a gift if you never get around to opening it, to seeing what it is, enjoying it and using it? Well, no good at all, really. Um, so I've got this group of friends and we give each other gifts every year around Christmas time. And we draw names. It's kind of a secret Santa type of thing. You don't know who's buying for you one year. And I mean, I have had a great diversity of gifts given to me through this and been able to give a variety of gifts depending on the person. But one year, I got this amazing gift. I got a brand new tennis racket. And it was smart of the guy that gave it. He knew me. And he knew that we played tennis about every week together and that I needed a new racket. So it was the perfect gift. The next year, another one of my friends, uh, he drew my name. The next year, this other guy, and he's funny, and I love him as much as the first. But the gift was, um, well, I'll just tell you what it was. It was a half-eaten jar of peanut butter. We were in Brazil at the time working together, and he was getting ready to move home. So he was giving everything away, and uh, all sorts of strange things got handed out that holiday season by him. It made me laugh, made me smile, but yeah, after the tennis racket, maybe a bit of a letdown, <laughs> I don't know. Look, when the perfect gift is given, it's, it, it's just right. That generally means the giver knows you very well, knows what you like, knows what you want, knows what you need. It generally means you have a relationship with that person. It means uh, if it's the perfect gift, oftentimes that there is creativity and imagination involved in that gift giving, and it doesn't hurt if that giver of gifts has resources. <laughs> doesn't hurt at all, which gets us to our God, your Father. He knows how to give good gifts uh, he knows you better than anyone else. He designed you. He created you. And so he knows you. And in terms of resources, who has more resources than God? And I just want you to think this morning, 
And this is one of the reasons we gather to worship. I mean, we can't help but worship, really, because we know what we've already been given. Yeah, we look forward to heaven. We look forward to what God has next for us. Yeah, but think about what we've already been given. I mean, God gave you life. It's a pretty great gift. God gave you forgiveness of your sins. God gave you the gift of his spirit. God gave you a family. God has given us so much already. He knows how to give us just the right gifts with his unlimited resources. And if you are a believer, if you wear the name of Jesus this morning, then he has given you one or more gifts that are sort of like talents or abilities that he intends for you to unwrap and use in the service of his church and his world. So let's hear the word of the Lord together. This is 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It's amazing what God's done for us. That's God's truth for us. And it's so important for you, and it's so important for your church family, and for the world that we don't want to miss what's being communicated in these inspired words this morning. And right off the top, we are told, you, yes you, have received a gift or gifts from God. I mean, Peter says, each has received a gift and that may be, for you, the most important thing that you're going to hear today. You have received a gift from God. You possess that. You have that. And if you doubt it, then it's not humility. Well, I don't want to play up my gifts. I don't really have a gift. You're not doubting yourself. You're not doubting what Preacher Gordon says this morning. You are doubting the Word of God because the Word of God says, each, each, each has received a gift. Past tense. You've got it. You're not waiting for it. You have this gift from God. And so Paul comes along. Paul repeats that same core truth to his friends, the believers in Corinth. He writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Doesn't that sound good? Isn't that good what the gospel does for us? That's one of the things. Each of us has received a gift so that we can serve each other. Let's read that together. Let's put that back up if you would. Read that with me. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. I love that. So who gets a gift? Several people get a gift. Some people get a gift. Most people get a gift. In Christ, each one has received a gift. Every single one of us. And, and what are these gifts? Well, if you just look at Peter, 1 Peter 4, you'll see that just about 
anything can be a gift to be used in ministry. I mean, in verse 10, Peter talks about gifts of serving. How many different gifts of serving do you think there are? I don't know. I mean, almost unlimited number of ways that you can be gifted to serve another person. In verse 11, he talks about gifts of speaking. And we're not just talking about teaching or having a microphone and preaching a word. We're talking about you using your words to encourage someone, to help someone, to advise someone, to pray over someone. Gifts of serving, gifts of speaking. There are a lot of different gifts. I do not believe there is an exhaustive list. Now, the New Testament gives us several lists, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, several lists that give us an idea of just what kind of range of gifts there are out there. Um, These passages mention gifts of encouragement. I bet if we just pause, you can think of someone in your life right now who has some gifts of encouragement. When you are around them, you feel emboldened, refreshed, full of joy. There are gifts of financial giving or giving. There are gifts of leadership listed in the New Testament, gifts of mercy, gifts of prophecy, gifts of service, gifts of teaching, gifts of administration, gifts of discernment, of helps, Gifts of knowledge, gifts of wisdom, gifts of healing, gifts of, of speaking in languages. Hey there. Gifts of translation of languages, gifts of evangelism. I, like I said, wow, that's a lot of different kinds of gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, that he distributes to his people. And these aren't, you know, half-used jar of skippy kind of gifts. This is good stuff. This is stuff that you unwrap and you're like, wow. I mean, these are blessings that the Holy Spirit distributes. And what Peter affirms, I mean, this to me is the best part of that, of those two verses from 1 Peter chapter 4. What he affirms sends chills up my spine. Peter says that with these gifts, we get to be, think about it, distributors of the grace of God. And it's varied grace. It's not a one size fits all. God's grace comes in so many different ways, in so many different situations to meet the need of the hour. And you, I think Christians, we could almost print business cards that say, you know, Gordon Dabbs, Annette Collier, distributor of God's grace. No pride in that. That's from the word. You are a distributor of God's varied grace. Think about that. The most beautiful thing God has, his grace. He says, I want you to take what you've received from me and share it with people around you. So not only do we get the gift of receiving God's grace, amen, hallelujah, thank you, God, we get the gift of distributing God's grace. And so when a person uses what they have been given to help someone or to serve the church, that person is a steward of the grace of God. So what are these gifts for? You know, okay, we've got them. What are we supposed to do with them? Well, Peter says we are supposed to use them to serve one another. 
We're supposed to look outward with our gifts, to find needs, to find places to, to, to get our hands dirty, to, to work and to help and to encourage. We serve in the name of Jesus. We pour into the lives of others in his name, and we help his church prosper. So these gifts, they aren't resume builders for us. They aren't things that we leverage to get ahead. These are things that we put into use for the building up of people around us. Now, there are questions, I think good questions, about when and how do these gifts appear in our lives? Like, is it at the day of your baptism that presto, something you never had before, all of a sudden you have? Maybe. I mean, in that, in that way, are, are they things like God airdrops into the baptistry and all of a sudden you have this gift of service or this gift of mercy that you've never had before? Or are these gifts that maybe you've had your whole life, but all of a sudden, now that you are a follower of Christ and the Spirit lives in you, this gift is, is magnified somehow. It's made greater for His use I mean, an airdrop kind of gift, you might think about the apostles on the day of Pentecost. They were not the most learned group of men, but all of a sudden they were able to speak all of these languages to preach the gospel and declare the glories of God. I don't think they'd spent much time studying those languages before, but all of a sudden they could speak those languages. And sometimes they do look more like natural talents, like natural gifts that somehow, now that you are a believer, the Spirit kind of puts those in overdrive. Makes them so much more profound and powerful as you use them for the glory of God. Again, the big theme here is that you have a gift or gifts and those are to be used. Jesus told a parable. This is another sermon. I won't preach it today. But Jesus told this parable in Matthew chapter 25 about what this looks like. How God distributes all of these gifts and abilities. And how one of the guys in this story, there are several guys, but one of the guys decides, you know what? I'm going to take the gifts I've received and I'm just going to sit on them. I'm not going to do anything with them. In the story, he literally digs a hole, puts him in there, and buries him. <laughs> it doesn't go well for that guy. I'm just, I'll just, spoiler alert, parable of talents, doesn't end well for that, ends very well for the others, doesn't end well for the guy who decides, you know what, I'm going to opt not to use my gifts. Gifts are meant to be, when we receive them, for our birthday or around the holiday season, they are meant to be enjoyed. They are meant to be unwrapped. They are meant to be used, right? And if you're like me, you've probably got some gift cards around your house. Anyone here have a gift card around their house right now? Raise your hand. I bet all of us do. In the glove box, in some drawer, we have a little metal box that we keep most of our gift cards in so that we can kind of keep track of them. And gift cards, I mean, it's one of the most common things people give these days. And I read a while back that right now there are like, in terms of lost, misplaced, and expired gift cards right now, there are $41 billion worth of value that will never be used. Because it's been lost, 
or it's been allowed to expire. Anyone ever let a gift card expire before? Yeah, so have I. What a waste, $41 billion. And I thought about this week, and I thought, man, how does God our Father feel when we don't use the gifts that he's given us? Well, I think Jesus gives a pretty good idea in Matthew 25. When he gave us all of this so that we could share his grace and we're like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to opt out of that part of the, the Christian life, okay? How does that make him feel? Well, his gifts are given so generously. They have the power to shape lives. They have the power to serve lives. They have the power to support people in need. And when they get tucked away, when they get put in a drawer, when they get cobwebs on them, then someone has opted essentially to not share the grace of God with those around them. But we're not going to do that. Amen? We're not going to do that. We're going to put those to use. We get to distribute the varied grace of God, and that is what we are going to do. Like, there are so many different ways that we can take our time, we can take our talent, we can take our treasures, and we can invest in the kingdom of God and in those people around us that we can pour out God's grace into any and every circumstance we find ourselves in so that we can be good stewards. Good stewards. Of God's varied grace. And man, we're chomping at the bit, aren't we? To tap into the power of God. Power that has been poured into us. So that we can exalt him. And so that we can exalt his son, Christ Jesus. Because we get to, look at that. We get to serve by the strength that God supplies. Isn't that amazing? We, get to, we don't have to come up with this on our own. We get to serve by the strength that God supplies. And at his, as his church here at Preston Crest, Preston Road, Preston Crest Lane, we get to lift up his name. We get to lift up the name of Jesus through our acts of service. They may be profound. They may be great acts of service. Generally, they're small acts of service. Generally, they're quiet acts of service, but he's glorified by those in order that in everything, God may be glorified. And that's what it's about. That's why he made us. That's why he restored us, redeemed us through the gospel. And I'm so thankful. I don't even have words to, I was just sitting back thinking this week about how, how grateful I am for all of the women and men at this church who serve and serve and serve. I just started thinking, and I, I had to stop at some point because I just cut it off. It was just going and going. But I started thinking about the teachers. The teachers in the nursery. You know? With those little tiny babies singing songs and planting the good news in those hearts. The teachers of the, in the children's ministry. The teachers with our, with our students. And all the way up 
to our older adults here at Preston Crest, those who teach, those who, those who lead small groups. I thought about them all over the city. Youth group small groups, big, big people small groups, spiritual formation groups. I thought about those who host. What a gift it is that you host us, that you receive us, that you set our snacks out. Thank you for that. I thought about those who are showing up right now on Sunday nights because they want to pour into our young people in the LTC ministry. Thank you for doing that. I thought about those who every week at this church, dozens of people show up here once a week, sit down with one of our neighbors, international neighbors, Someone who may be here from abroad for a short time or someone who may have relocated here. You sit down with them. You're making friends. You're sharing the gospel through friend speak. Thank you for that. I started thinking about Cover Dallas with Love. It's kind of our umbrella for loads of ministries that are going on in our mission field of Dallas-Fort Worth as we minister to and care for people in our community. So many of you are showing up to give something to someone who's in need, to paint a house, as Gary told many of us a couple of weeks ago. We're not really showing up to paint a house. We're really showing up to build a relationship. But painting the house is part of that. And so we serve them so that we can know them and love them and let them feel the love of God through us. I'm so thankful to all of you who are involved in those ministries. And man, I could go on and on. Okay, I won't, I'll cut it off there. Well, I was thinking too about, <laughs> ran into some people walking across the street who are mentors for the Together, Together Forever ministry. So many, dozens of couples have either taught or mentored in this, in this beautiful ministry that prepares young couples for marriage. Thank you for serving in those ways. So many ways that God's varied grace is lived out by the members of this church. Um, last week, yeah, as, as John mentioned, we sent these flyers out. Um, one thing kind of takes your breath away a little bit, uh, or did me, was 121 different zip codes. <laughs> we come from all over the area to worship together. So what binds this group from so many different places together? It's It's God. It's our common calling. It's our common story of redemption in the gospel. And so this is just a celebration, not of us. Don't get the wrong idea. This is a celebration of what God has been able to do in a crazy year, 2021, last year. What God was able to do in this wild year through fallible but redeemed people here at Preston Crest. And we give him the glory. I mean, there's 30 different ministry areas. You know, some of these like children's ministry or covered Dallas with love, really there's a dozen or more ministries within that ministry. So there are, there are so many ways that you are serving. And my heart is so grateful for you and for all that you do. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, you'll remember these words of Jesus, I think. He said... Let your light shine before others. 
Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. And please, it doesn't stop there. This does not stop there. That they may see your good works. That they may see your good works and they may give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. And if you're new here at Preston Crest, we've got a lot of people who've come through PC 101. The next one, by the way, is at the beginning of March. Hope to see you there if you're visiting. You haven't been through PC 101 yet. But um, if you're new here at Preston Crest and you're thinking, man, I really want to get involved. How do you get involved? Look, super, super, super clear right here. Lots of ways. Find what you want to do better. Find what you're called to do. What is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that burdens your heart? Is it a ministry to the poor? Is it a ministry to refugees? Is it a ministry to children? Is it a ministry of teaching God's word? Whatever it is, find what that is that God has placed on your heart and what he has gifted you to do. And reach out. I mean, there's, there's a web link for each one of these areas. Click on that for more information. Talk to me. Talk to one of our elders, one of our ministers, one of our deacons. We'll help you get plugged into just the right spot. And I do want to say this. It was mentioned this morning, we're doing this reading of God's Word together, the biblical storyline this year. And yes, we're, we're in Leviticus. I'm a little bit ahead, so I'm, I, I've passed that now. But I, I remember in Leviticus, it caught my attention. A lot of things have been catching my attention in these readings. Uh, but one of the things, Leviticus 25, was how God knew that rest was so important. Not just for people, but for creation. That the land gets a year off. Every so often. You're not going to farm it. You're not going to harvest from that land. And I was thinking, there are people who need a year off. There are people who've served, who've poured out, who've given, and they need time to just kind of receive and have the tanks refilled. And if that's what you need, that's what you need. Not here to lay a guilt trip on you and squeeze a little bit more out of you. God continues to provide by, as Peter says, by his strength. Thank you, as they say, thank you for your service. And I pray that God has more in store for your future in that regard as well. So Isla and I, as we're looking through our gift cards a couple of weeks ago, it's kind of a first of the year tradition. We're like, oh, we got to go to that restaurant. Got to make sure we use that one before it expires. One of the gift cards I found at the back of a drawer that I pulled out, a little bit dusty, a little cobwebby. And there was good news, bad news about this gift card. The good news was it was to a truly fantastic restaurant. I mean, wow. Mouth watered just thinking about it. The bad news was, yeah, that restaurant went under during the pandemic. Aww. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Totally worthless. Totally worthless, that gift card. By the way, you are not a gift card. You are not God's gift card to the world. We found out last week in Colossians 3, you are his chosen. And we found out in Colossians 3, he is your father. You are his child. You're not just a tool. You're not just an instrument. You're not just a skilled or unskilled laborer. You are his child. You are a bespoke creation of God. There is no one like you. I mean, you've probably heard that before, but it's true. 
(laughs) There is no one on the planet right now who has your gifts, who has your life experiences, good, bad, pleasant, painful, who has the passions, the burdens that you carry around. There is no one exactly like you. We need you. The world needs you. Be yourself in Christ Jesus and use your gifts to be what only you can be. Let's pray together as we finish out our time this morning. God, I just want to call out to you. There's so much on our hearts. There's so much that's beautiful about this calling that we've been talking about this morning. There's so much that's just frankly kind of challenging about it. Like, how do we do this? And so, Lord, first of all, I thank you for saving us at great, great cost. How amazing is your love for us. Father, I've never been loved by anyone like I am loved by you. I ask you in the name of Jesus to fill each of us, each of your children, with a sense of how loved we are, how valued we are in your eyes. May each of us see by your spirit how you have uniquely created us, crafted us, gifted us to carry your message and your ministry out into your world. Lord, thank you so much for your church I can't imagine any, I don't even like the word, Lord, but organization. I can't imagine any organization in the history of the world having done as much good for as many people as your church. As many orphanages, as many hospitals, as many hungry people fed, as many poor people clothed. I can't imagine any group doing as much good as your church. And we are fallible. And we make mistakes. We don't always get it right. But what an honor it is to be gifted and called by you to distribute your varied grace in our world. Thank you for calling us to be a community that glorifies you. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Three quick questions this morning and we'll wrap up. One of them is this. Just question, are you ready to get busy? Are you ready to, to put the gloves on and, get, and get, get into it and help us here at Preston Crest? We're, we're finished 50 years out. We're looking forward to the next 50 years or whatever God has for us. Will you help us out with that as we make a difference in this city for the kingdom and beyond? Second question. Maybe it's time to put your faith in Jesus. To be baptized in Jesus. To find yourself in that great story of redemption, the gospel. And we would invite you this morning to put on Jesus in baptism. To have your sins washed away. And receive the gift of the Spirit. And to be equipped in new and fresh ways to share his grace with the world around you. We'd invite you to do that this morning, to put on Christ this morning, or maybe you just need prayers. I'll be here, John will be here. We'd love to pray with you or just get together with someone around you and pray about whatever it is that's on your heart this morning. 
But let's do what we're, we were born to do, and that's glorify God. Let's stand together. Let's worship him together at this time. Let us be faithful, 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 Lord. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. Though we cannot see, we still believe. Let us be faithful, faithful, Lord. We believe in the God who is able to bring justice and mercy to all. And we promise to strength for the Michael, Mike, Gordon, thank you for using your God-given talents this morning to lead us in this worship this morning. And Gordon, thank you for challenging us to use our talents to God's glory. We're so blessed that you're here today. Visitors, we're especially thankful to have you. And I'll be down here in front after service. If you have any questions about Preston Crest, I'd love to answer those for you. Hope, we hope we make you feel welcome today. And remember, evening services tonight at 6 o'clock. Jacob will be continuing our study of Genesis. And what better time to be studying Genesis than while our kids and our teens are studying Genesis as they prepare for leadership training for Christ, for LTC. Speaking of which, as we close our service this morning, Colby Wilkes, one of our young men that is preparing for LTC, and the son of Kenny and Andrea Wilkes, will be closing our service for us this morning. Today's verse is from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 through 11. As each has received a gift, gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You are dismissed. Amen.